The ancient Chinese believed that the heart was the center of human cognition, and therefore the heart and the mind are one. Wellness Continuing offers spiritual tools and resources to elevate your heart-mind. At wellnesscontinuing.com, you'll find meditation music with binaural beats, a podcast all about consciousness in the afterlife, blog posts, and a new series called Dreamtime with Catherine Clairvoyant and much more. Sign up for the Wellness Continuing newsletter and stay updated about new offerings and resources. Visit wellnesscontinuing.com. Wellness Continuing. Elevate your heart-mind. Welcome to Life Continuing, conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Catherine Lindine is a clairvoyant medium tuning into your vibrational energy. She is able to see and sense images, colors, people, animals, buildings, as well as the objects that validates her authenticity. She hears spoken messages and feels emotions that are often channeled through spirit and your guides. Catherine is also the host and creator of the Dead Time podcast, which is a show about new beginnings, endings, spiritual connection, UFOs, spiritual phenomena, the paranormal, and so much more. Here's my conversation with Catherine about her abilities, including forensic mediumship and the Dead Time podcast, because Dead Time is the time when the spirit world connects to the human world. Hi, Catherine. So nice to have you here on the show. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad to be here. This is great. Your website's called yourclairvoyant.com. Yes. So you're Catherine Clairvoyant. Correct. Yes. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> name. I No, it, it's very catchy. Interesting thing, though, clairvoyance is third eye seeing, right? So visual. Correct. Tell me Correct. more about about that is that like your your biggest strength with with your mediumship um i believe it's inclusive of clairaudience um and basically all the clairs um but yes i'm more visual in the sense that i get a lot of images um in in the way it's processed I would like to say. So it's like a big TV screen. And yes, sometimes it's black and white. And sometimes there's nothing there except voices. And sometimes I smell, which I don't like, um, especially if it's a really like those hospital smells. I don't like them. Um, but for the most part, yes, it's clairvoyance. It's clear seeing. So let's go through the list quickly, because I believe there's five clairs. Can we just just for the listener's sake, we'll go through. So I know clairvoyance is the visual, the seeing in the mind's eye. Um, Claire olfactory, I believe, is what you just referred to with the smell. Um, Correct. Yeah. Claire audience. Okay, now this is a is test with... for me. Claire audience is hearing. Hearing. Um, and then there's Claire Gustinance. Claire Gustinance. Sorry, I say Claire, Claire Gustinance. And I never that know would how be to a, say it. <laughs> that would be the when you taste. 
Yes. Um, okay. And we all have a little bit of that. I'm going to say because sometimes, um, let's say you're walking and all of a sudden you feel like you taste strawberries. Do you understand? So we all have a little bit of the Claire gustinance. Um, and then there's the Claire salience. Um, so that's clear smelling. Oh, like olfactory. Same thing? Yes. Yes. Exactly the same thing. Um, Claire cognizance is clear knowing you know how when you just know something um so this wouldn't be any visual I, clues um hearing clues it's more like I, i'm gonna say that's your gut feeling okay and then, and then clairsentience i think is the other one is that similar to the cognizance correct okay like an and, another type of all, just just a knowing without knowing. Just annoying. And then there's clear empathy. And a lot of people possess this. Um, it's a sense of that clear emotional feeling. Um, so, and, and I feel a lot of us possess that. I can appreciate that. And I think that's why the whole empath thing has exploded in the public Correct. world now, which is great because I think you know, a lot of people have been very confused about why they're feeling the way they're feeling. It's been called overly sensitive, highly sensitive, when it's really just tapping in. Correct. And we have no yeah. control over the clairs. If you possess the clairs, you don't have control over the clairs. Right. Okay. So tell me then, were you born this way or did this happen? Did this occur to you, like your, your clairvoyance, your experience of mediumship? How did this all start for you? Um, as far as I can remember, I've always been this way. So I kind of laugh because I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't <laughs> even know anymore. Um, so I've always been this way. Um, always had that sense. I didn't do this professionally until after my first child. And this was encouraged through my husband and my mother. They were supportive of your abilities and obviously 100%. 100%. My mom's always known. In fact, um, she's like a Claire, Claire, she's a Claire as well. Um, <laughs> and she's actually a very intuitive woman, but no, she didn't use this um, as a profession, correct? Um, and then my husband, well, he knows who I am um, and this is who I am. <laughs> so he's known from day one who I am, what I am, <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> all good, all good, Catherine. All good, yes. um, so yeah, and that there's a lot of evidence that there are, you know, first, second, third, fourth generation mediums. So it does run in the family. There's there's evidence for that. Um, the parapsychologists and, have actually studied that. Yes, and I do, um, I do adhere to that. I do believe that it's um, ancestral, I mean, like within our lineage. Um, so I do truly believe that. Yeah, I do as well. So that's really interesting. So you haven't had the issues at least within your family about people not believing you or you having to suppress your abilities now how was it with your friends uh growing up um i i have been blessed i have a few very close friends um so they've always known that i was <laughs> i was a little out there um so to speak but so no but in terms of and then we talk about this the skepticism that's that comes 
um, with society, right? Um, so I'm going to say new people. I am not the one that's going to be advertising this, soliciting this. And part of that is because of skepticism and how society and certain people within society view the spiritual realm, so to speak. So um, in terms of that, I, I am not as open as some may be. Um, however, I, I am open in the sense if you find me, I'm here, but I'm not the one that's going to if I'm at the grocery store and feel something directly say something to you or hi, I'm Catherine, I'm a clairvoyant, I'm not that person. I know that that's an ethical thing that a lot of mediums that get trained um, at different in different uh, professional facilities uh, or colleges, that's something that they promote is is the ethics about it that, you know, when you're when someone's not coming to you for a reading, you're not really to give a reading. Correct. You're just not, you're not to give a reading. I'm just making that a statement. Um, I've known people who have felt compelled to share information in public the odd time, um, just because it's almost like spirit was putting people together for that purpose. Maybe not for a full-blown reading, but for a little inkling. Um, and, you know, the person that I'm thinking of who's done that, you know, got it, got it right every time ethically because the people were open, but I always wondered, it's kind of risky, right? Well, I believe so simply because there are people that even though they say they're open, may not really <laughs> be open. And sometimes it's timing, meaning you catch someone on a bad day. We'll just put it that way. Right. Right. Um, so to me, it is it is a, a question or a code of ethics. Absolutely. Yeah. Rule of thumb. Don't do it unless someone's come to you for a reading. End of story. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So you also do investigations. Now, yes. I'm curious, is it like haunting investigations or is it police investigations? I will do what <laughs> I will do what I'm told. <laughs> um, <no. laughs> um, if a family seeks me, um, and this is specific to a family member connected, okay, to a case specifically, I will aid in investigations. I do not accept rewards. I'm not interested. Um, you know. Like, do whatever you want with that. Um, and I do not talk to media at all. So this is very confidential. Um, I do help people with missing pets, missing items as well. And I offer the same code of ethics. In terms of the paranormal, I do assist with that um, with somebody locally. I'm part of his team. So I do aid in that. But it's more so in the sense... Um, you know, they can reach out. And I'm going to tell you in terms of real hauntings, it's very rare to have a real haunting, um, despite what TV and the movies tell us. It is, it is very rare. So that's also a question of ethics. I don't downplay because that some people are truly sensitive. And yes, they are truly like that dimmer switch is going crazy. Do you know what I mean? So they are truly feeling this. Um, but this does not dictate that this is an actual 
haunting, uh, you know, possession, poltergeist, et cetera, et cetera. So what is it then? What have you found that is the cause? There are some very intuitive people, um, you know, and at times there is energy there, truly. From, from the people? Uh, from, let's say we have, I'm going to give you an example. Um, so we can have two people and let's say we're using this as an example. So I want this to be clear. Let's say there's a lot of arguing going on in the home. Okay, so this is going to collect a certain amount of energy, right? And then let's say they have a child. We're doing a pretend. And now the child starts feeling things. Does this child, because there's a lot of very intuitive and open children, is this child picking up on entities or energies? Perhaps. Correct? But could this be related to the negativity going on in the home as well? perhaps. Wow. Yeah. I spoke with um, Lloyd Auerbach. He's a very popular parapsychologist and he's done, you know, 35 years of investigations and parapsychology has discovered that they call it psychokinesis. So people mm -hmm. can actually like what you're saying, give off energy um, if they have a negative disposition or going through tough times. So basically it's emotionally charged energy that right. gets locked into the home and like you said a sensitive child can pick that up and that's how things get misinterpreted as like you said like a, a, its own spirit being rather than just an accumulation of energy from the living humans correct um as well as we can have electrical surges and this does um this does happen in many homes Okay, um, that can cause issues. So sometimes it's not a Hollywood, <laughs> it's not a Hollywood story. Um, however, there are times that this is the case. And then that if there's questions, that's where a team should be called in to investigate. But um, a, we'll say a ghost hunter or a paranormal investigator is also going to look at the background in, like inclusive of this case, meaning sometimes there are people that are depressed and they have high anxiety. And there is sometimes forms of psychosis that does deliver the same evidence as, you know, an entity would. So when you say a power surge, how, can you explain that further? If sometimes there's been cases where the electricity in the house is off so this could make let's say what you know the tv go funny or i don't know we could be talking the computer screen goes out right is that an entity or is that my house having a power surge oh <laughs> do you okay. understand so you're, saying, so you're saying it's a physical like just as a result of some kind of physical thing like the the power fluctuating Right. But then okay. there's also things um, when we talk about the paranormal, and I'm going to use myself for an example. Um, <laughs> so, um, for, ex for example, like clocks falling, um, which has happened several times in my life. And this is always and so this is a sign that I look for when there's times of transition in my life that I've experienced. So clocks falling can be a sign as well as prior to my aunt's passing at three in the morning, 
just telling you guys all this three in the morning, the, what's that called? The fire alarm went off. Um, you know, the little voice it has, and it was like battery low battery low. She died of a heart attack just for everyone to know. Um, and two days later she passed. Wow. Um, this also happened. I had doorbells ringing, um, also happened and a neighbor passed after that. So these things, I call them signs. They're not hauntings. People, these things do happen, whether people want to talk about it or not. And some may state that this is superstition, correct? Um, and I am a clairvoyant medium. So yes, I tend to be superstitious. Um, and But I do believe in the, my signs. Right. Well, and I think everybody has their own and it's a matter of everybody does. Them. Right. Correct. hundred percent. That's something I learned from myself as well. It's, it's very unique to, to each individual. So not everybody's going to get, even from the, from people crossing over, not everyone's going to get the feathers, the, the birds, the pennies, you know, the, the standard stuff. A lot of people do, but some people don't, some people get other things. So it's a matter of learning like these conversations help and learning to understand what's your, what are the signs around you? And it's an investigation. We're always investigating and being detectives when it comes to. Well, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, even for myself, um, like one of the common signs people often talk about are butterflies, right? Yes. Um, for myself, it wasn't until my mom's dog, George passed. That was the first time. And I knew this was him. I saw a blue butterfly first time in my life first and last. Okay. And I know that was him because it was there. My son saw it. And then we looked and it vanished. I swear. It was like, butterflies don't fly that fast. Okay. So, <laughs> and I was like, am I seeing things? Well, he's seeing it too. So <laughs> really seeing things. Um, so this is my point. It's not for everyone and every spirit um, is going to give you a different sign. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you do mentorship. Can you tell me a bit more about that? So a lot of people want to, and I call it, it's more to do with intuitive mentorship. So a lot of people want to learn how to access their intuition. Um, and we're all intuitive. We all have a level of intuition. Not all of us are psychics. Not all of us are mediums. Um, but we all have intuition. So there's a lot of people that want to learn to access that and to trust their intuition for themselves more. So I do aid in that. Um, and with intuition, there's a ton of esoteric tools that a lot of people adhere to. And I do believe this can help you listen to yourself more. It's crucial. It's crucial, to, uh, just like getting to know the signs from your people in spirit, it's also critical to understand your own inner knowing and your own inner guidance, that intuition Correct. that Correct. makes the difference between a an easier life, at least easier in the sense of coping with life and its ups and downs versus, you know, succumbing and struggling through all of the trials and tribulations that come our way in life, right? Correct. Yeah, that's great. That That's amazing stuff that you offer people, um, such a variety. But this is my favorite part 
of this conversation is the Dead Time Podcast, which is an amazing name. And you well, are the you. wonderful host. Tell me, what is the show about? It's about everything spiritual. Um, I don't really have a cap on what it's about, um, but it's anything spiritual. The thing is, within the spiritual industry, and I'm sure you know that as well, that it's a huge box. Like we open that box, it's humongous, okay? Um, and that's where a lot of people, especially people questioning what's out there, they, they don't know. So what is behind my podcast is to highlight and to showcase what really is out there, meaning from healing modalities, um, inclusive of shamanism, um, hypnotherapy, you know, and we we could go on to specific people who do like pet mediumship. Um, you know, how does that differ from someone like myself? Or, you know, there's so much out there. So I'm looking to highlight that. And dead time is, you know, where the veil thins, you know. So that's where I came up with the name. And it actually, I feel that our message finds us in a sense. I love that. That should be a quote. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I've, I've listened to your podcast. Sometimes I know you do a, a solo one on your own and you talk about a certain topic. The one I listened to, the very first one I listened to, and that really made an impression was you were talking about angels. I do believe, you know, we all have angels that are around us, right? So it's a matter of tuning in to the frequency and the vibration, as well as really paying attention because all angels are, they kind of have an aura, right? You know, an auric field um, yeah. and paying attention to that. So for example, something or someone like, and I was just talking about her, you know, like today. Um, Archangel Jophiel, okay, you know, yellow, um, beautiful aura, and, you know, it goes to what can she aid us with, right? Um, so it's really finding that and finding what aligns with you and to just know that they're present. Can you give me a very brief overview of these angels? Because I'm not sure that everybody knows too much about it. I mean, do you have like a little primer about it? Like what? Because I know those are, are they archangels? Like I've heard of Archangel Michael and Raphael. But those I, are I've the common ones. Okay. Right? Okay. Those are the common ones. Um, so we're going to talk about, who was I talking about? Archangel Azrael. And I'm bringing him up because he's the angel of death. So some people may view him as the Green Reaper, um, and, and that's how what we think of when we think the angel of death. But he's not necessarily someone that does that. Sometimes he comes during times of grief. Sometimes he comes to those who can aid in helping people cope with loss. So there are times when a lot of people who um, can, can do or practice mediumship may actually have encounters with Archangel Azrael. Wow. So it's it's very neat. Um, and yes, he can appear kind of scary, but he's not. He's, he's meant to help. And he's meant to be there for communication. 
Okay. And he's not as commonly talked about as your Archangel Michael, right? Or because everybody hears about Michael. Okay. Like he's super common. And um, you may go to someone that'll be like, Archangel Michael's with you. Well, okay, but he's with everybody. Um, so, you know, there's also Gabriel. Um, and Archangel Gabriel is is the one. I always look at Gabriel as the one you if you ever went to uh like if you're Christian based and you know the angel and then the little kids and then they're walking on a bridge, right? right. Um, so she's there to guide, do you know what I mean? Around children, uh, puppies. And that's how I view her, but very beautiful. Um, as I was beginning to talk about Jophiel, Jophiel is yellow, right? But she's also around creativity and artistry. And she really opens us up, um, to that beautiful glowing light. So um, when you feel that, or sometimes you may see that around people, but then we have to go talking about auras, which is a whole different thing. So this is deeper than an aura. So everybody's aura changes, and I'm sure you've heard of that too. So if we're negative or having going through something, that aura is darkened, right? Naturally. So then it's like, well, how would, if this Jophiel is around me, how would I know that if I'm doom and gloom. Um, well, you got to pretend you see like a darkened aura. So behind you may be streams of light. And it's just training yourself almost to pick up on that vibration. And for those of you that are wondering, because now we're going to go down another wormhole in terms of vibration and frequency, I always believe that binaural beats can truly help us attune to those. Um, and you know, that's a big thing now for a lot of people, uh, like binaural beats, you know, like self, what is that? Self jetta, gamma, beta, all of these frequencies. Um, and I always encourage people, um, to listen to them like no more than 10 minutes a day. Um, but this is more of my, like, how do I meditate cheat sheet? Okay, that more than anything, because it really helps teach you to tune. But this is how we start tuning to frequencies. Right. Yes. Sorry, I went off in a little tangent. That's okay. No, listen, and I'm a big fan of binaural beats. That's for sure. Um, so going back to the angels, though, it made me think of angel cards and tarot cards. And I know that you don't practice tarot but I know you have a lot of knowledge about it. So can yes. you just tell me a little bit about like the difference between angel cards and tarot cards? And maybe let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So angel cards, they're very pretty. Everybody knows that. And when we think of angel cards, who do we think of Doreen Virtue, right? And her beautiful set of angel cards. Um, yes. So these are more, I'm going to say more of an Oracle based card. Okay, and very beautiful. And if you're drawn to that, I say, you know what I mean? Just trust them and you shuffle them and try a card a day just to start. It's almost start training yourself to trust your intuition. Right. Right. So view them as cue cards, so to speak. Okay. Right. So That's these are my cue cards. I'm going to pull a cue card a day and then I'm going to write down like, let's say, we get 
Chamuel, um, Archangel Chamuel, and then the message is to find strength and courage to face adversity. We're just doing a pretend. Um, so that would say that, and then that's for your today. And let's say then you're walking down the street and somebody, I don't know, you step in poo. Um, you do that and it's like, hey, I'm going to find strength today. I'm going to find strength today. This is adversity. I'm facing my adversity. So yes, this happened today. So I'm going to write that down. And now I'm going to know every time this comes up to be prepared for something adverse coming in my way and to start to trust that energy. Make sense? So now to the person that's drawn to the magic of the tarot. The tarot and why a lot of people are scared of the tarot, not just because of Hollywood, is because there's a vast there's like a myriad of meanings tied to them, okay? They have association to numerology, they have association to astrology, and then they have their own meanings as well. Make sense? So yes. once we, we can go, and everybody I'm sure that has gone to tarot text, like, okay, I'm going to look at this little mini book. <laughs> and it gives us a little rundown of what each of the suits means and what the major arcana means. And then we're like, now what, <laughs> what does it mean? That's where you can use the tarot beyond that scope as an intuitive tool in order to learn to trust yourself. So it's just picking like, let's say an ace of wands. Okay. And wands is fire sign wands. Um, we could say what's fire. It's more to do with, doing stuff, going places, that energy. One, you know, we can just say it's for one day to one month, right? We could make this up as we go along, so to speak, but that would be some of the meaning behind it. And let's say I draw that. This could show me it's a beautiful day for opportunities. Correct? Um, so when I tap into my intuition and I pull this for the day, I'm going to think that and see what unfolds. And if opportunities come my way, or maybe I'm somebody seeking those opportunities, right? This would be a good day to do so. And to start trusting that as we go along. Does that make sense? Um, that makes, yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. And, but like I said, you don't, you don't work with the tarot cards at all. You just have a lot of knowledge about the different tools and methodologies. Correct. Because let's face it, a lot of people, a lot of people love them. Okay. And a lot of people want to learn to access their intuition with them. They find it and easier um, to use cue cards. And that's, you know, that's beautiful. So I can aid in that. But no, I do not use tools or offer tools in my sessions. Right. Yeah, no, and that, that's how a lot of people work. Uh, and then some people work with the tools. I mean, it, and it's all, I think, part of a development. I, I think that a lot of these things, it's a start. And then as you progress and develop your your abilities, though, you know, you'll move into another methodology or you might even not need any tools. You just have the information flowing, right? The clairsentience, the claircognizance. Um, Correct. Yeah, it's just and the process. And there's some beautiful um, psychic tarot readers, right? Um, that they just, they love the tarot. And the, this is essentially their cue cards. 
And I always tell people when they are choosing, let's say they want to go get a tarot reading, the difference between a tarot reader and a psychic, a psychic tarot reader is the psychic is going to tell you something beyond the cards. Okay, a tarot reader is going to read the tarot meanings of the cards, and they may do it in a way that it, they may do it in a way that makes it seem like they know, but there's a vagueness about it compared to somebody who is a psychic tarot reader. Right. Okay. Okay. Because they're relying too much on the analytical mind versus the psychic intuition. Right. And some people, some people don't have that ability and that's okay, but that's what may make them a different, like they're not psychic, but they're a tarot reader. Does that make sense? Yes, sure. It does. Sure. It does. It's, it sounds like an art form. Correct. And it is. And that's just like astrology. Um, you know, there's some psychic astrologers and then there's astro like astrologers who it's very, it's very sign sign based. There's no emotion attached to it. There's no specifics right. in terms of intricate details. I gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, that's really interesting to know because I, there's so much out there and there's all these, these terminologies and it gets a little confusing sometimes. So I really appreciate the clarification. Now, what's, uh, what's new for your show, for your podcast? Um, you're, are you in season three now or season four? I am finishing up my season three. Um, in terms of season four, I am looking to do that a little later. Um, I may be taking a little bit of a hiatus um, <laughs> for a month or so, um, but it is going to be back. We are just finishing up a few more details, a few more episodes for season three which has been very exciting and i i am very lucky to have had um the guests appear that i've had appear on my show because they're a myriad of amazing amazing and talented people you do you have a wonderful lineup of people um and you have such a variety so it makes the show so interesting so i really love it i'm so grateful that you're doing this project i think it's a wonderful podcast well, thank you so much. You're welcome. So any closing thoughts about mediumship or about anything we've talked about, the investigative work, the tarot again, is there anything you want to highlight or kind of even leave us with a take-home message about spirit connection? I'm going to say the biggest thing is a lot of us people we people, grown-up people, we <laughs> tend to discount a lot of, we're going to say signs, uh, feelings, emotions. Oh, my God, what could that be? I'm just telling you to be open, open to the messages, open to the signs, and to stop dissecting. Do you understand? Because once we dissect, the purity of our intuition is gone. Okay, so the key always is don't dissect it, let it flow, let it be open. If in your mind's eye you see a shoe, why do you have to know what the shoe means right away? It will come and to start to trust your intuition, to truly trust. 
I think that's an amazing message. And that's something that I've been working hard to um, give that message as well with, with this show and with the work that I do. It's all about trusting. That is like the biggest key word here. So I'm glad you're saying that. It sounds like we're on the same page with this this topic. And um, I'm so grateful that you're here, Catherine. Um, you have, you're an amazing medium. You have an amazing show and you're giving people a lot of wonderful support with this work. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for having me. Truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Catherine Lindine. For more on Catherine and to book a session, please visit yourclairvoyant.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And visit wellnesscontinuing.com for spiritual tools and resources to elevate your heart mind.